Today is the second Sunday in Advent, and the Gospel reading appointed for this day is taken from the 21st chapter of St. Luke, beginning with the 25th verse. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always, that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. In this penitential season, we hear of the advent of the Lord in humility, the advent of the Lord in glory, and the advent of the Lord in his means of grace. Last Sunday, we heard St. Matthew's account of the advent of the Lord at Jerusalem riding on a colt, the foal of a donkey, as he came to the city in the humility of the prophetic sign. Today, we hear of his return in glory at the end of the age. On one level, we might think, Didn't we just hear all of this? Only a few weeks ago, we learned again of the coming judgment when the Lord returns to judge the earth. But just as the presentation of the judgment of Jerusalem, of which we heard on the 20th Sunday after Trinity, is different in emphasis from the first Sunday in Advent, so too the judgment of all nations, as presented on the 26th Sunday after Trinity, presents a very different emphasis in a sense from that which is presented on the second Sunday in Advent. The judgment of Jerusalem in 70 AD came because Jerusalem did not recognize the time of its visitation. Though there were many who believed and who welcomed the Lord with palm branches in their hands, crying, Hosanna to the Son of David, when Jesus rode on a colt, the foal of a donkey, the city ultimately rejected the Lord and was subject to the Lord's judgment at the hands of the Roman army. So, just as we hear of the just judgment that will befall the whole earth on the last day, today scripture teaches us the manner in which the Lord gathers his church from all nations and the expectation which accompanies that gathering. We hear the the word of the Lord concerning the last day. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. The last day will be one of distress of nations, and there will be the failing of the hearts of men from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. But the Lord specifically tells us that the very thing which fills the world with such 
overwhelming fear is the moment when the Christian will be able to look up and lift up his head precisely because our redemption draws near. In other words, while the world will be in a panic, the Christian will feel the weight of the world's oppression fall away and will boldly await that which is about to transpire. The signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars will cause the world to be filled with fear. The same signs will let the Christian know that the moment is coming for which we have waited our whole lives. As there were those who cried their hosanna at the same time the Pharisees plotted murder, so the world will be filled with those who are wringing their hands with dread as the church rejoices to welcome the advent of the Christ in glory. The prophet Micah foretold that it would be this way in the latter days. The peoples, the nations, flow to the Lord's house. With the coming of the Christ and the sending forth of the apostles, Micah records, many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. Again, remember the Samaritan woman at the well in John the fourth chapter. She said to Jesus, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that it, in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. She desired to hear the word of the, of the one whom she believed to be a prophet, and desired that he would resolve that very issue, which was at the heart of the division between the Samaritans and the Jews. The question of where the Lord had appointed for his people to worship him. She received an answer beyond her imagination. For thus we read, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Lord. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. There are several things, then, that the Lord made very clear in his words to the Samaritan woman. First, the worship of the Samaritans was one of ignorance while that of the Old Testament Jews was from a faith founded in the word of God. For he said to her, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. St. Paul spoke similar words when he preached Christ crucified to the Greeks of Athens, declaring, men of Athens, perceive that I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Even among the Athenians, therefore, the word of the Lord bore fruit. For St. Luke records in the book of Acts, And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from them. However, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dionysius the Areopagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, as the prophet declared by inspiration of the Holy Ghost. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we shall walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. 
In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame, I will gather the outcast, and those whom I have afflicted. I will make the lame a remnant, and the outcast a strong nation. So the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion, from now on, even forever. But so too, the Lord made it clear in his words to the Samaritan woman. The time was coming when the worship at Jerusalem would have come to its conclusion, at least insofar as it was the appointed place of worship. The saints of the Lord are gathered, gathered from every nation and made into one people through faith in the Christ. For we read in Hebrews, the 13th chapter, Therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. The time of Jerusalem below was completed at the appointed hour. Now the saints of the triune God are dispersed among the nations, awaiting the day when the kingdoms of this fallen world will come to their end, together with the world, fallen world itself, at the second advent of the Christ, as he comes in glory. But the remnants of the Lord are in many ways hidden from the eyes of the nation, even as they are in plain sight. In the second century, an otherwise unknown saint, at least unknown to men, wrote to a man named Diogenetus, who was a teacher of the Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius. The emperor was himself a man of no small accomplishment as a philosopher. This faithful Christian writer explained to this teacher, wise in the ways of men, concerning the relationship of a Christian to the nations in which they reside. For he wrote as follows, For Christians are not distinguished from the rest of mankind, either in locality or in speech or customs. For they dwell not somewhere in cities of their own, neither do they use some different language, nor practice an extraordinary kind of life, nor again do they possess any invention discovered by any intelligence or study of ingenious men, nor are they masters of any human dogma as some ours. But while they dwell in cities of Greeks or and barbarians, as the lot of each is cast, and follow the native customs in dress and food and other arrangements of life, yet the constitution of their own citizenship which they set forth, is marvelous and confessedly contradicts expectation. They dwell in their own countries, but only as sojourners. They bear their share in all things as citizens, and yet they endure all hardships as strangers. Every foreign country is a fatherland to them, and every fatherland is foreign. Now, as foreigners in our own worldly homelands, we are those who hear the word of the Lord. When Jesus declares, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. And it is for these things that the Lord says to his church, But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpected. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell in the face of the whole earth. Watch therefore and pray always, that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Each nation, each age, every culture has its strengths and temptations. In our time and in our place, there are many temptations which threaten the saints of the Lord. We have need for repentance when we consider how easy it is to become lax as concerns the things of the faith and to be indistinguishable from the world, not only in matters of dress and food, but in the pursuit of godliness. There is a dread lawlessness at work in the hearts of many, who would call themselves Christians, but who do not repent and believe in the one who was crucified for the sins of the world. 
Our hope and consolation are in Christ alone. The pathetic character of our tainted works is such that there can be no solace found there, but rather only misery in the fear of death and condemnation. The Lord's voice calls us to hear him, and the words and works of the Christ to find life and consolation and peace. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. It is thus that the Church of all generations and nations is called to a common confession from Scripture, that our hope would be in Christ Jesus alone. For St. Paul writes, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another. According to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the reason why the saints rejoice in the faithful confession of saints who have lived many centuries before, for they had a common faith with that into which we have been baptized and catechized. By the same measure, we are appalled by the false teaching of our contemporaries, because they do not have this God-given hope, but seek rather their consolation in their own vain ideas and their own impious works. Our salvation is only in Christ Jesus, whose blood was shed for the sins of the world, and in whom we have salvation by grace through faith in him. As we live in anticipation of his second advent, we know that the days of this fallen world are steadily coming to their end, to their conclusion. A brief while, and our pilgrimage will be completed, and we will enter the joy of the Lord forever, even as we are established and sustained day by day by him who has conquered the grave and has ascended to the right hand of the Father, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of thine only begotten Son, so that by his coming we may be enabled to serve thee with pure minds. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with the Father and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10.30 a.m. worship service. Sunday school is available for all ages at 9.30 a.m. During this Advent season, we have our midweek services as well with a matins on Wednesday at 11 a.m., and a Vesper is the same day at 7 p.m., and we invite you to join us for that occasion. Salem was located approximately two miles north of Malone, off of FM 308. These broadcasts are provided through the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone. <laughs>